This is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. 17. Not half <laughs> Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the curse is over. Oh, we made it. So our curse is broken, but there's now a curse on the Amnesty Lodge. Because our friends can't eat. Yeah, they can't recharge. Which I kind of have a question about. I do, too. Barclay likes <laughs> cooking. Do Sylvans, like, eat food as well as get power from that sweet hot spring? I wonder if it's like um, Amethyst. Oh, she just enjoys she the just act of eating. She just is down with the clown of eating, so... <laughs> maybe it's that. Or maybe Barclay was, like, watching a lot of... Uh, he just really loves cooking. Yeah, he was watching Chopped. He's like, I could do that. And busted Hell, I it could out. do that. And Mama's like, I'm not going to stop you. Maybe it was Mama. She was real hungry one day. So Barclay. She just taught him. Watch this show. Make me a Monte Cristo. And then he did. And just like, wow. Well, the, the Sylvans and Sylvain eat food, too, right? Because there was discussion of there being cafes... So I think yeah. it's it's like a you know maybe maybe so may- it it they need both I guess um, yeah it's almost like how we would get like a vitamin D deficiency yeah yeah so maybe that's it and because we learn a very important thing here and I'm kind of skipping ahead but it's in the realm here uh, we learn that they will start going feral or turn into yeah. Pharrell <laughs> if they don't get that that good light from Sylvain. I completely lost it at that bit. That was really good. <laughs> that amused me so much. They had a lot of good, just <laughs> goofy, goofy shit in this one. But yeah, so bad, bad things happen. I mean, we already had this time limit on this monster hunt because, right. because of what we know about how, how these abominations work. But now their friends are at risk, too, if they're not fast enough. Absolutely. This is this is the same thing that happens to me if you cut me off from my life source, which is apparently weird comedy podcasts. Oh. <laughs> just start, just get real depressed. See, I was equating like it with anything. being hangry. Oh. <laughs> you think they're just going to cop a tood. Basically to start. And then, you know, as you get... More and more hangry, it goes from just being angry you to full You have to stop on. saying yeah. hangry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to send you to the shadow realm. <laughs> <laughs> has it been added to the dictionary yet? I'm waiting for that one. Ooh, uh, I don't surely, know. Surely it has. I'm going to look it up. It's good podcasting. Miriam. <laughs> Important research Listen, for this episode. Listen, put this word in our heads. <laughs> Webster <laughs> hangry. <laughs> Showing results. Uh, no, I don't think, at least, (laughs) sorry, on this Google page, I'm getting the result for, like, Merriam-Webster has the page that says, what's hangry? So it doesn't sound like there's, like, an actual definition put in there, but further down this page, I see, oh, no, here we, okay, hangry, mansplain, and swag were added to the Oxford English Dictionary, and then the one after that, it says, Merriam-Webster adds new definitions, the first one on there dumpster fire so nice. you can learn so much by just seeing what the what the dictionaries have added What's that internet up to in regards to dictionaries we're just really expanding and evolving constantly so i'm not allowed to say that word anymore so no, it has been banned from this show i have to like cross it off of 20 more notes like <laughs> can't bring How it up how many times has this come sorry. up 
It's most of the episode. Do you need a snack? Yeah. Do you need a snack, Brittany? Is that? Do you need a Snickers? (laughs) You're not you when you're hungry. That's true. I turn into Bigfoot. It's a bad deal. Well, now everybody knows it. (laughs) So maybe it would start small because he does say that eventually they will start losing the things that make them them. Yeah. Sort of like it's going to start as a slow burn into a dumpster fire, bringing it back. And <laughs> I wonder, I'm, I'm guessing maybe in this next episode, since it sounds like it's going to be our, our our big boss fight, yeah. if maybe yeah. we'll get to see some of those uh, traits start creeping in. Yeah, yeah. Those are the reactions. Oh, and I'm wondering if that's how we would get, like, cryptid attacks, is... Mm. They've been away from the light mm. too long, or the source, because later on in the episode, they also bring up, it's not always the light. Like, I might wait to talk, to unpack this, because I have a lot of questions. Okay. Yeah, well, we have to come back to that, yeah. We'll just put a pin For in sure. it. Right. Um, but that was my thought, is when you get, like, a werewolf attack or a vampire attack, it's because... There's a Sylvanian mm. family, which I like that that's the one we went with. <laughs> Even though it was the lowest yeah. poll result, it's the best one. Let's face it. It's adorable. Here. It's so good. They're covered in um. fine fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> but they get, <laughs> I can't say my word, but then they go on the attack. <laughs> and then thus we have these, uh, this legend and lore mm-hmm. because they'd be hungry. I love that theory. I didn't even consider that. And I'm sorry for banishing your word. <laughs> and we'll defo unpack more of that when we get there. Um, I do want to quickly address the absolute need now for a shirt that says, hey, I just visited another yes, world full of monsters please. and magic. Yeah, Justin's always getting in there with those really sweet merch ideas. He's all about that branding. I'm completely down with, like, Sylvanian skate brands, like the lifestyle yes. brand of the Adventure Zone. <laughs> I'm I'm completely here for that. I'm in. Also, call the fan artists, please. Have them all walking into the lodge, each with a, a random, uh, I just got back from Sylvain shirt, that, mm. or, <laughs> or the scene where they're buying them on their way out. Like... <laughs> I can see Vincent kind of ushering them out, and they're passing by a gift shop. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, on. Vincent. We gotta, we gotta buy some T-shirts. They they don't have very many visitors, but you still have to Mm -hmm. exit through the gift shop on the way out. (laughs) I love this. This is part of the lore now, and we're. I'm totally gonna think that that's true later on when it comes up again. I'll be like, isn't there a gift shop on the way out? I swear they said it. No, they got some stuff there. (laughs) A Vincent bobblehead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want one of those. Oh, a plushie. That would be really cute. Oh, my God. Oh, Listen. With all a little <laughs> scarf. I love it. I love it. I'm going to get back into sculpting. Ring a smackle, <laughs> We have so many good ideas. Yeah, which uh, which is something that we cannot say for the characters, I think, to some extent. I love I love this bit with Duck. And I, oh I mean, I, I assume this was a bit that they had not planned in advance, that... that the duck says he has not. this piece of paper with his ideas for how they're gonna mm-hmm. how they're gonna fight this monster, but he doesn't want to get up in front of class, which is the cutest thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then we get Ned listing these these uh, these ideas off of this piece of paper. <laughs> what a good mechanic that is, though! Like it's so because it keeps everybody on their toes. Clint has to mm-hmm. make it up. Justin has to respond and defend choices that were not his. I was yes. I was loving every second. There is nothing I love more than improvisers throwing each other under the bus. It is my number one jam. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a good, good jam. Yeah, this whole bit 
just the way he talks, like, I'll read it so you're not ashamed. Like, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll do it. It's very sweet, almost. It was, yeah. I think, I think it, it was it was good character business. It wasn't just a bit. Yeah. Yes. Right. Ding to turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to having a physical book in front of me. Normally I had the iPad, but I had to give it back. Oh, you and I have swapped. Now I don't have my book in front of me. I have mm. my screen in front of me. Uh, but they do a lot, I think, of, like you said, the character, like it enhances their characters as much as it is, you know, a funny bit for them to yeah. do. It speaks to their characters. I feel like we had quite a bit of that and such good improv in this episode. Because even then, my next note here is coming up is them coming up with this fucking water park name. Like, oh my God. first of yes. all, props <laughs> to Clint for even thinking up. Ned has this idea and pitches it in such a way like, remember, they wanted to have the most water parks. It gave them a great platform to do some more improvising. Yes. And I was I was very entertained by how long they were able to go on. And, and, and you can't you can't hear Griffin reacting. But in my mind, I can see him reacting to this and like, how long is this going to go on? What are you guys doing? How have we derailed this badly? <laughs> So quickly, too. It was, yeah, it really, I mean, they just, once they get going, like, it just, yeah. you can't stop it. <laughs> and it was very, very funny. Oh, it was so funny. And some of those names, I get, I came up with a few other ones just off the top of my head. Did they say Rush and Gush? Because that was one that I... They did not. <laughs> okay, good. That one's, that that one's very good. one of mine I offer, because it also sounds disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shore Thing, I think, is a place I've heard of before. <laughs> And Splashtown USA. Those are the ones I came up with. Isn't that the Simpsons one? Splashtown? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Isn't that's that, Isn't there a real one mind. called that? I think there is. Is there? I in mean, Indiana? there for sure is. Yeah, Let's... I think I'm pretty sure there's a real one in Indiana. I don't know why I think Indiana, but <laughs> I feel like this is a thing I used to see ads for when I lived in Chicago. Funtown Splashtown USA. <laughs> did you just look it's it up? Family owned. Oh, you oh. know, I did. Amusement park located in. Seiko, Maine. Well, all right, wrong state, but <laughs> it is real. Indiana, Maine, basically the same thing. Shout out to uh, Seiko, Maine. I'm probably saying that incorrectly. I wish my brain worked that fast to come up with those kinds of things. Ugh. Yeah, clearly not so much with us. No. Just steal your ideas from Seiko, Maine like I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was a very long walk to a very dumb joke. And yet I loved the payoff of, of H2O. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> the water park. <laughs> Their fucking water world water park was probably, it was making me laugh so hard. <laughs> Kevin Costner presents. <laughs> Jeez, this episode was fucking funny. You would not want to go to the water world theme park for so many reasons. Oh, it costs so much to get in there. And once yeah. you're there, it's not that impressive. And then it's so hard to get out. Oh, and a right? bunch of things sink that, that weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was that was the big uh, that was the big problem on the real movie. Their set sank like three times. They thought it was cursed. What? <laughs> we gotta have a movie podcast, you guys. We always uh, have great info for everybody, right? And there was a Waterworld attraction, wasn't there? At Universal, very briefly. I thought so. Yeah, I think there was. It's gone now. I think long gone, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think they blew it up. (laughs) They probably should have. (laughs) 
but they did they did finally get to an idea that was finally right? a concept of I to... was shocked that <laughs> after all that goofing and all that improv and ripping I was like this is a solid plan like this is something <laughs> I would expect to see like in a big TV show or movie or something where there's a water monster like True. yeah this all makes a lot of sense yeah and far more entertaining because my first thought when they were trying to think of places that would have you know you could essentially block it off I was thinking a like a reservoir <laughs> yeah, yeah and, be and one with a bathtub that's pretty good oh, uh, yeah that's not bad yeah I mean and and Clint suggests the the pay lake which was also a logical thing but would not have been very cinematic I guess is a right. I mean like a water park is a much cooler place to have it's a confrontation. Be so much more entertaining. And yes, if yeah. this were a movie, great visuals. You can work with so much more of the area around you. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I feel like they went the right way because this would be the goof em up movie. Mm-hmm. And the scary movie would be the water treatment plant because mm-hmm. I think a lot more mm-hmm. yeah. horrible, disfiguring things could go wrong there. Yeah. That's true. Water well, treatment plants inherently creepy. Uh-huh. Theme parks always fun. Always fun, <laughs> especially with a great name like H two O. That was fun. The though I have park. to say, <laughs> though I have to say, now that you brought up a bathtub, I think it would be equally hilarious watching three adult people it crowded into one bathroom trying to rub dub dub. Two men and a girl in a tub. <laughs> That's and a the bomb movie. bomb. It's all, this is a much worse nursery rhyme. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have taken already the sauciest nursery rhyme and made it way worse. <laughs> so they have a location now to fight. They sort of kind of have a plan going. I, I I was very entertained by Duck suddenly realizing, saying like, oh, maybe somebody has connections in public works. And then having to say, I just remembered all of my connections in public works. <laughs> Uh, and and they've they've got to use Ned as as bait again. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we all have. Do we all have a bait friend? The friend that oh. we we're just gonna <laughs> use as bait in these kinds of situations. Mm. If you can't think of one, does that mean it's you? Maybe. Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Well. I have a couple ideas on bait friends. Well, he's all, he's the one with the car, so you mm-hmm. know it's a little unfair to reduce him to the bait friend. I feel bad about There's that. There's a reason he was the bait friend. We can say that. Can we all say how impressed we are and this might get cut for them not going with a masturbating joke? Oh, hey, true. That is true, yeah. I was very shocked. (laughs) They're growing and maturing. (laughs) We're not, but they certainly are. Way to go, boys. Yes, we're going the opposite direction. We're high-fiving them as our cars pass. (laughs) Oh, the slippery slope is a good That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little slow on the uptake, but I get there. <laughs> Just give her like five minutes and she's going to have a good one for you. I look forward to the one that comes up in like 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, just you wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, so for as good as this idea is, going to the water park, Ned, listen, God bless him. He's, he's defo our idea guy. He's full of elaborate and just fucking terrible ideas. He's so, he's of course, he is our bait friend and he is going to go get Calvin who they've also decided is going to be part of this bait here (laughs) this entire scene I'm so glad Justin (laughs) felt it necessary to cut in (laughs) and just remind everybody 
Like, in case Griffin was wavering at all on what a, how much this would not work, some dude showing up and being like, can I take your teenage son on a drive? No. <laughs> Never. I would like to point out, at the very beginning, I was already writing, did Clint actually think what he was saying was a good idea? Like, was this actually a plan? He's like, this will be good. This will, Or what's the whole time, like, this is going to be uber creepy, and I wonder who will stop me. I mean, fair point. I don't know. He's he's internet father. I think he probably didn't realize how creepy it was. I, like, I think, yeah. I think it was meant to be goofy, but I'm not sure right. that, that like, creepy truly was Truly an innocent going. act. Yeah, but anyone yeah. watching is like, what is this older man trying to do to this teenage boy? <laughs> right. What? I feel like he is, it's a genuine, he genuinely thinks it's a good idea, but he's thinking of the idea faster than he's thinking of any possible repercussions of the idea uh-huh. or yeah. implications of the idea. Uh-huh. If that makes it was, sense. I, I think there was no scenario in which Ned showing up at this kid's house and trying <laughs> no. to talk his father into letting his teenage son come with him. There was not the, a non-creepy version no, of that. I think it right. was going to be a challenge either way. <laughs> By no means. I will say this much. Him talking about the Ohio State University. Hell, <laughs> I felt like I was back in Ohio for a second. Right? <laughs> Did Clint have a Google search up for the OSU swimming program? I would really like to know. I think he must have. Was this he information must... he had like in it's his back pocket? It's amazing. I... I don't know. Again, They're remember so like 15 this. podcasts back, I was saying, I want to be in Clint's head. If, <laughs> right. Of all of them. I want to know what does, did he do this research earlier? Did he do it? Did he just know it? Is it something he was pulling up his phone and being like, what can I get real quick out of this? Because it was stunning. It was flawless and seamless. Uh-huh. And I was just floored by it. Yeah. It's impressive every time. And I think that that really speaks to it. I think that that's the thing here is that if he is just winging it or if he is reading it off of something, either way, he does it so well that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He ne- he never takes the obvious choice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Which is definitely way more interesting, although I'm sure as as a as a GM in this case that, that it can be frustrating. But I did I did think that Griffin's solution to this was very clever to let Clint do what he wanted to do mm-hmm. and let that bit happen and be funny, mm-hmm. but then <laughs> to address that it wasn't going to work. Right. <laughs> to right. have Calvin had already snuck out of the house and was intending to come with him anyway. Yeah. Right. Which I appreciated that too, because even that ends up making sense in context. If you're like, Calvin's upstairs hearing all of this, like mm-hmm. the fact that Ned talks for long enough and the story is outlandish enough. That it's like, that makes sense to me that this kid would be overhearing it and be like, he's trying to get me out of here for a reason, because he knows what's up. It was an effective distraction, Uh also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it ended up playing very well. Although I'm not completely sure why Calvin was the one to drive the car. (laughs) I I still don't know. I'm with you. Because Ned had to have his gun. I mean, I get that. So that (laughs) was, because I also wrote, why is he, one, funny. Like, sure. true. Because <laughs> um, it did get a lot of good goofs out of that. But also, because I had that, I was like, but why is he driving? But why is he driving? <laughs> and I do think a part of it is Ned wants a quick getaway, if he can. Like, Ooh. it's so easy to jump out of a topless car and yeah. let the boy drive away into a monster, I guess. Um, but also, erring on the side of he is a decent man underneath it all. 
he wanted to be totally ready and not have to do a quick switch at any point and able to get mm. his gun out. His yeah. Narf blaster. That's you- fair. And then in Mama's truck, we have Barclay driving he and Aubrey to Age 2. Well, that was fun. The water park. Now, Mama left her truck. How'd she get out of town? I mean, was she hitchhiking? That's a good question. Is she walking? Mm. I actually Did hadn't Barclay even drive her to the this. airport? I don't What is I happening here? Mama? <laughs> this You're right. This, this brings in a whole new level on this mystery. Is she hiding in Sylvain somewhere? Is she just is in the lodge somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> She's playing a very long game of hide and seek. <laughs> she just wants to be left alone that, while she reads her break. books and plays Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> well, we, we don't know for sure that she may she may have had another vehicle or Barclay may have had a vehicle that she was using. She took his and sweet she ride. She had a yeah, secret yeah. motorcycle. Now, that's canon. <laughs> I love it. And she's like, I want to look cool when I do this. So my truck is dope, but I'm going to take this bike. Duster flapping in the wind. Oh, mm-hmm. mama. Right? <laughs> the Our headcanon for this is already so cool. I can't wait till she shows back up and again is like, what did I make her say? I forget already. <laughs> I, I kept having my line when she was going to show up. I forget what it is. So now she'll just show up and be like, hey, what's kicking? That's, That's probably it. what you said the first time. <laughs> It's like, hey, can I get around? <laughs> hey, who's buying? Well, speaking speaking of canon, though, oh. we do we do get actual canon. I was so <laughs> waiting for it to throw it in, but no, okay, no, no, no. I'm going back to the real kid. Ah, oh, fair. I guess. I don't have any kicky one liners today. <laughs> She'll come up with it in ten minutes. Don't worry. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> But but this was important information that we had talked about a little bit before and had tried to make some guesses about. And now mm. we actually know that that the crystal in Sylvain is not actually the source of where the, the Sylvanian magic comes from, that it's it's more like it's a it's a part of the planet, it's coming from the planet. Yeah. And we now know that this is in fact not another dimension or something, this is another planet another somewhere planet. in space. Yeah. So it's like a Stargate situation. It's a Stargate situation. Yeah. It's a total Cybertron situation. We have our space bridges, apparently. Yeah. And now we know that the Sylvans... So we had this theory, which I still like. It's too bad. But that the, the crystal... There were crystal shards on Earth that were that were feeding yeah. the Sylvanians on Earth. But apparently they are, in fact, feeding from Earth instead of their home planet. So here's where I have my questions. Shoot. <laughs> So, the springs are not connected to Sylvain, and it's because they are uh, so deeply connected into the earth. Isn't a lot of water deeply connected to the earth? Like, couldn't they just drink something from the tap and be okay? Like, a well is basically the same thing. I don't... I. Mm. It depends, though, because the water table is at different depths in different places. So I think you can... I think you could justify that if you wanted to get all science on it. Um, and also, water from, from a spring has not been significantly chemically processed. Mm-hmm. So you could make an argument there that maybe processing it somehow dilutes the earth force or whatever <laughs> we're going to call this. I but, love but it. But I, I, think, I think it's justifiable to say... 
any water that's closer to the source that's coming from a deeper place that hasn't been processed would be a more pure way to access this mystical energy than, you know, getting a bottle of Aquafina at, at the drugstore. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> Sustained. I do. Yeah, this part was and still is kind of confusing to me. Like, I'm, 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 I'll buy it. I'm into it. But I think I'm still not quite entirely getting it. Yeah, and I think that's okay. I mean, I think the the thrust of this conversation of Aubrey slash Travis trying to prize more information out of a character who maybe shouldn't have had access to it in in Mm. super Mm -hmm. detail and who didn't want to give it all up makes sense that that both, both Barclay and Griffin have some reasons for not giving up all of this information quite that easily at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Sure. And it is interesting. I will say this. It's very interesting that Barclay didn't provide an answer when Aubrey asks if he has heard the crystal on Sylvain. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting also. I mean, because he, they could have had him blow it off or or make some sort of excuse. But the fact that he just says nothing means that there's definitely more to it than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially because he has just been, you know, he has been responding to her with her other questions, essentially Mm -hmm. saying, here's what I do know. And then her asking that and him not saying anything. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And they roll up to H2O. And I love just muttering. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) So do you think Griff has just been to a whole lot of water parks that he was able to like riff all that on the fly? Or did he have a web page for a water park up on his That screen? he was kind of looking at? Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. that was a yeah. good description. Especially for this good. plan that came out of fucking nowhere to go to a <laughs> water park. Right. That's, I think, what clinches it for me is he didn't know what their plan was going to be. So he could not prepare mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Like everything yeah. was just like, okay, this is where you're going. This is okay, let's let's do this now. Fuck it, we're doing it live. And then they do. <laughs> exactly. And then they do. Uh, that's a good call, though. He may have brought up, I'm going to look up water park map <laughs> and see what I get. Okay, we get some, uh, we get some good ones. Splashway in Sheridan, Texas. <laughs> Wave Pool. Lazy River. Minnow Pond. Over in Kitty Cove. <laughs> Toddler Bay. This is a lot of baby stuff up in here. Oh, do not go to Toddler Bay. It is. Avoid Toddler Bay. Nothing good can Welcome to our water park podcast. (laughs) Next week, we're going to be streaming live from Blizzard Beach. Yeah, I I wonder if maybe, I think the initial description in in this part, that that was Mm -hmm. probably off the top of his head later when they come back to the scene and he has a really detailed description of all of these attractions. Either Griffin has been to a lot of water parks in his time, which is certainly possible, or they may have taken, like, can you give me, like, five minutes? And I'm just going to pull something up real quick so that I make sure that I have notes because you have to go into this new environment that's going to be critical yeah. to the story moving forward. I need to have, a, you know, at least a tiny bit of prep time because it wouldn't take a huge amount of time. He's an imaginative guy. Right. But you might have, they mm-hmm. might have stopped the recording. So there may have been something that we weren't No, I forget to. about the magic of editing podcasts. Oh, never forget. I'm going to experience that magic for a couple hours after this. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the pirate ship, the pirate ship entrance and the, the canned music, I think oh that was God. all Griffin. Was that fucking Pirates of the Caribbean music playing <laughs> as they're talking to Todd. <laughs> and they're the, oh, FPI. <laughs> I do love like 
Barclay suggesting it, her being like, what? No, bad idea. And then as soon as they meet Patat, she's like, uh, yeah, we're federal pool inspectors. It was hysterical. They're a good team. The bad, the bad ideas that are somehow working out for them is kind of a running theme this episode. It really is. Here's something I had a little bit of problem with. Is Todd just mm-hmm. saying, well, you guys are federal pool inspectors. You probably know where the pump is. Why? They've never been <laughs> Why would there. They know? <laughs> That's just lazy on Todd's part. <laughs> Todd does sound like a bit of a dick. And I, I'm glad we're going to unpack more of that here later. But first, we got to go over to the... Uh... I, I zoned out both times when Griffin was explaining how the public works is arranged here in Kepler. So I don't know if there was something... I don't, I don't think it was important. I think he was... Yeah, I mean, he was mostly just saying that, you know, it's a small town, so yeah. they don't really have that much in the way of public works that's in a building. That Yeah, it's not like Pawnee yeah. City Hall. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of it is outsourced to larger companies got it, got it, in larger it. cities. Yeah. What's fun is in my notes, I wrote down, every so mm-hmm. often I realize I'm taking notes like I'm listening to a lecture and I'm going to be ready for a quiz <laughs> afterwards. Because I started writing That's all that down. And I was like, oh. nobody needs to know this. <laughs> <laughs> then I wrote but that. Pro- Professor it. Griffin is going to ask, there's going to be a pop quiz. <laughs> How do the public works and Kepler work? Oh, God. I didn't know. And Brittany would be our star member on our trivia team. Man, that would be fun. Adventures on trivia. Let's do it. If we ever get to go to a, a con or something, that, that'll be what we can offer. We'll be like, listen, we can't do a live episode, because let's face it, that would suck. But <laughs> we can totally host a trivia night for everybody. Be wonderful. So, you know, hit us up. But first, <laughs> but for now. Yeah, I think, I, think that the purpose, I think the purpose of this information about the public work system was largely to justify that they were going to go to town hall and that there were really not going to be very many people there and that they were not going to be super dedicated to their jobs because they don't really have anything super important that they're doing. Well, yeah, I'm not belittling him giving us the information. I'm making fun of myself for writing it down. (laughs) Um, But I like that we do have that background and about how how Kepler Mm -hmm. works. It's not integral to the plot, but it does help that world building and understanding of how things are working. Absolutely, it does. It's similar to us knowing Duck's neighbors, right? (laughs) My brief interaction with a small town town hall would indicate that this this description is extremely accurate. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I had to schedule that... uh, I had to get permission to have a parade in the middle of a small town <laughs> and I couldn't reach anybody because there were only there were like three people who were all elderly who did everything in town uh-huh. and uh, they were they they're only there like one day a week and you can't reach them the rest of the time. And sure. I can tell you that I did do this without a parade permit and they did not arrest me. So I've actually done something <laughs> more extreme than the McElroy's because they did have permission. <laughs> I thought they didn't have permission. They did not have they permission. Did Don't tell they them they tried. tried. Better no, have... they did. You didn't <laughs> listen to the episode literally. commentary. Oh, no. Oh, no, I didn't. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I live a full life. It's doing very good. You should listen to the... You should, everybody should listen to the, the episode commentaries for the Mip and Bam so TV show. So they lied to us in the show? Oh, I can't <laughs> trust anything they say. <laughs> what's real? Who knows? <laughs> I know what's real. Pigeon. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jumping in. Hey, everybody. Pigeon's back. <laughs> I was delighted. I wrote, oh, Pigeon. And again, because <laughs> I only listen to these in planes. I sound like mm. a real jet setter. You but do. 
I, I would like just lean get, into that and be like, I, I was on my way to Turks and Caicos and I was listening to. I'm not a liar like Griffin. <laughs> you should be. So. It's fun. <laughs> so I'm going to Barrow as per years. But very excited to see Pigeon again. So the, the orange vest that Griffin specifies she's wearing, is this some kind of job thing or is Pigeon doing community service? I'm guessing huh. job. But it'd be interesting if it was community service. Yeah. I like both of these answers. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that, but I, I, it's probably not a super important piece of information. I'm just glad she's back. You know, either answer there I think is really, is good, and it does fit the character if it is community service, Mm because she sounds like a bit of a little, she's a bit of a wild card. (laughs) Starting fires, fighting Bigfoots. (laughs) (laughs) And of course we will get back to our bird friends, but first... (laughs) going back to Ned and Calvin I imagine as Ned like as he's trying to tell Calvin how to stop the car I imagine it as like a wide shot where you just see the car and you can just hear Ned telling him what he's supposed to be doing and the car's just like scooting for like stopping and starting and yeah like scoot 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 yes just lightly goofy and really just driving home again that like what Calvin Ned could have at least driven us here. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I, in defense of Ned again, he's giving him that driving experience before it becomes really Fair. terrifying. I'm a Ned Stan. You are a Ned Stan. <laughs> Which I just kind of learned what Stan meant, so <laughs> catching up on things. No, that's true. It's very, it, I would rather Calvin <laughs> be scooting the car around not right now versus not knowing how to start it here in a bit after Ned does succeed in getting this water creature's attention. Yeah, I, I love this mental picture that he is just standing there monologuing <laughs> about his importance while the after just he's already him. gotten the attention of this water monster, which he's convinced that no that it knows Calvin by name. <laughs> oh, so funny. I'm so the glad. The scene they we didn't it out. see was mm-hmm. the water monster going through the yearbook and finding <laughs> the whole swim team. Yeah. And then zeroing in on Calvin, who had the most medals on at the time. So uh-huh. it all makes sense to me. I got to see the cutting and room floor. And just doing one of so. those, like, a slow nod and tapping the picture, yes, just getting yes. the page more and more just, like, douched <laughs> just with water. wet. Yeah. And he was like, that's the one. <laughs> Calvin Owen? Owen. Yes. Owen. Got it. Even the way Griffin described... The water, like, the thought of a stream going still, like, Mm -hmm. the water stopping, what I thought would have also been a cool um, visual would be if for a second the water went backwards and then (gasps) started flowing forwards again, right? Yeah. 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 Just to really drive home. That's what's so cool about this is that, like, I mean, water, it's hard to be, like, see that as being necessarily as scary as, say, like, that the beast we were the bomb-bomb they were fighting earlier that was Mm -hmm. just an amalgamation of animals. But then when you can describe it, this one has, like, an eerie quality to it. Right. And I think that that is just as important a trait of what makes something scary. Oh, it's very good. does a good job with it. Because it's that subtle. Like, when you've got the big monster... Scary because it's a big yeah. monster chasing you. When you've got that water, yeah. And if you had it, like, oh, if you had, like, two streams <laughs> and they were both going the same way and then you glance back and one's going backwards. Mm. Huh, I, I just gave myself chills. That was yeah. so good. Hold on. <laughs> well I'm writing done. a script. 
I'll be back. I'm proud of you. I was trying to visualize then this next part because the water stopping I totally got. And then was it just like waves slowly getting bigger as it was getting closer? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not horses. Not no, horses. Not horses. Confirmed not horses. <laughs> he didn't get to have his Arwen moment. No. But but something sort of similar that the waves are kind of chasing chasing them and clearly targeting them. It's not just yeah. like there are waves that are I mean cuz they they are starting to get bigger because because he says that it's starting to lap up over the road. So yeah. it's like the it's like when it's such a big body of water that the monster has to work its way up mm. to to get momentum like going to get more dangerous. That was yeah. the impression that I had. I hadn't thought of that. And then Ned does get to use, this is why, like Brittany was saying earlier, this is, you know, Calvin's got to drive that car so Ned can <laughs> uh, get his thong weapon out here. <laughs> That's a lot of thong talk, oh, I gotta say. So much thong talk. I'm, I'm very amused that, that Clint was I think angling for the word holster and landed mm. on thong <laughs> but that immediately after describes the uh, the darts as coruscating <laughs> right like it is just funny I mean we all get it even doing the show there are times when you're like that word just isn't coming to my mm-hmm. mind right now <laughs> so I'm gonna do the next best thing and maybe I'm gonna sound a bit off but I know what I mean. Right. And I'll make it up later. Well, because he goes from thong to then a strap-on, which is just like, no, 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 no. Come back. Come back. D- different direction. <laughs> Very much like Calvin driving the car, just like swings to one side. Nope. Come on. Back on course here. But we get to see the Narf Blaster in action, and it does deal some damage. Yeah, and I was I was very I wasn't sure how they were going to handle this. Like if it was just going to be basically a, a Nerf gun, but it kind of glows, and then it was going to shoot foam darts. I I do like <laughs> the, the the point that they got to together, um, based on Clint's description and then how Griffin interpreted it. That yeah. these are these are phantom phantom kind of glowing sparkling darts that come out of this of, of this gun because i was also thinking how many you know how many has he got in the chamber here like how many foam do you <laughs> right. have to go buy another pack of foam darts at walmart Ooh. or something and then go back down to the enchanter will you fix these two please yeah mm-hmm. i brought you another mm-hmm. earring maybe you could find some at a place like costco <laughs> get a big old bucket and just take them all down at one time sure plan ahead but i like uh much to your point i really appreciate that in this story, they get to describe kind of what their weapons look like and what yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Griffin will just build off of that. Yeah, it was very it was very collaborative um, mm-hmm. how the, the execution of this concept was going to work. Yeah, and then him even then finding the clever way for Ned to take damage from it, which was very believable. I think absolutely um, that this is a, a real situation. Well, if it was a real situation, that it, that it that would be a risk. That that would be a danger. And I and I I felt like. Um, Griffin really used the threat of this monster in a good way that it's not just like this, you know, well, it's a big monster chasing them, but it's also water, but that he he used the sort of environmental threat that yeah. water would present that the car starts fishtailing even after they've dispersed this giant wave. So right. even just the fact that it's water, even when it's not being animated in a natural way, it's still dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right. It creates a hazard. Yeah. Instead of necessarily outright hurting. Yeah. 
it does make me feel increasingly terrible for this poor NPC Calvin. <laughs> they have they have a, a they certainly have a, a track record with traumatizing child <laughs> child NPCs. <laughs> Just dragging them into things that they had no business being involved in. Absolutely. Well, and this is so very much like Brittany being a Ned Stan and defending his choice to have Calvin drive in the first place. I think he also gets points here for being very. We see it here with Calvin and before with Doug. Ned is very supportive, even if it's a bit sideways. Like he's, yeah, he's passionate and he's. See now I can't now I can't think of words. Um, <laughs> he's very encouraging, even if it isn't, even if it's coming from a weird place. Mm-hmm. He yeah. means well, right? Yeah, I mean he he he's surprisingly upbeat in these scenarios, and I I think from from a character standpoint, if he was not since he's the the least powered character in this scenario yeah. since he does he doesn't actually have any powers and his two compatriots do mm-hmm. that he, otherwise he might have tapped out on it yeah no, so that's it, a good it call. does it does justify why ned remains that he's he's telling these other people who really shouldn't be in this situation like no it's fine you can do this right i think it's some extension of him telling himself that he's a good support yeah mm-hmm. it's very good we're all Ned stands here. <laughs> Except for Calvin. <laughs> Calvin is not. And he's he's going to go home. And li- we got to take out this monster so this poor boy can get in the fucking shower. Now. <laughs> and drink yes, something please. besides coconut. Oh, my God. I wonder <laughs> if he would have drank it anyway. Like, if that's just his jam. But um, <laughs> this is his excuse now. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Just kidding. Oh, he's no. It's Mountain Dew for you me. You know he loves water. <laughs> um. But here's here's my concern, and maybe nobody else thought of this, but I am mm-hmm. a, a doomsday person, I guess. Calvin Uh-oh. walks away. Is he going to make it home? I know. I think like, here's somebody... my here's how I would uh, have this scene go. He starts uh-huh. walking away, and then of course Ned is like, "Well, well, that didn't work." And then of course he's gonna he's gonna be like, "Get in the car. I will drive you home." But I will park far enough away that you can just walk up to your house, and it's not obvious that I yeah. did end up taking you out of your home, and then have your father come after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, presumably he you know. did give him a ride, and and also I think that. Um, there is this concept with this monster that it every time they've fought it, it's fled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't. I think maybe you know there's, there's maybe there's some possibility that. of that it has to expend a lot of energy to mm. to manipulate these large bodies of water, and that it can't it can't maintain that indefinitely. So it can't just attack them again in a couple of minutes. That's true, especially yeah, since. The way they describe it, they keep saying it flees when it yeah, takes yeah. Right. a hit. Well, in my horror movie brain, mm-hmm. we're going to get a, a spinning paper for next episode <laughs> of star swimming boy missing. And that's oh, exactly geez. what it says. Uh, He's not dead. <laughs> He's just missing. He's taking it dark now. <laughs> it's usually Anne's job. I want those stakes <laughs> so high. <laughs> This is the gritty reboot of the Adventure Zone. <laughs> Calvin this is, disappears oh, in name? this one. Who did the <laughs> Batman stuff? What? <laughs> I don't know director's names. Oh, Who are you trying it. to think of from Batman? No, no, no. Like the Dark Knight and Batman Begins and everything. Mm, Christopher Nolan? There we go. This is the Christopher Nolan version <laughs> of the Adventure Zone. Well, you know what would happen if that were the case? Uh, Ned would get thrown into fucking prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say, like, Duck would be played by, um, 
Tom Hardy or something like that. That would have been great. <laughs> we got to get Killian Murphy in here somewhere. Oh, please. That's on that's on my writer for any movie Ooh, Kirby. I'm going to be working on. He's, <gasps> I love this. Start my fan cast. He would actually be a really good Kirby. Kirby is suddenly much older than we expected him to be. Yeah. yeah. And or, really or beautiful. Hold, yeah. hold, hold. He's the boyfriend in prison. <gasps> Listen, <laughs> you guys. This show is ending right now because we gotta go work on this movie script. <laughs> Ooh, Tom Holland, Tom Holland for Kirby. And yes, that would be very cute. He's defo got to be in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make a list of people we need in this movie right Idris now. Elba. Everyone, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. fucking. Okay. That's our agent. Hold on. I'm telling you. Listen, we're. It is just gonna be wall to wall hotties in this movie mm-hmm. janelle monet is aubrey love it yes i'm into that she also older than you might expect but that's okay could you even tell no no janelle monet is ageless. ageless she's just stunning that is her age janelle name janelle monet age stunning. <laughs> can, can tessa can tessa thompson be pigeon yes 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 <laughs> new podcast it just ends like <laughs> we keep launching new podcasts in the course of our podcast we're just we really good at podcasts they're like tribbles you know once you start talking uh-huh. about them you just you're like oh that would be a good thing to just talk about for an hour at a time <laughs> i bet other people want to hear it too for sure so clearly this movie is going great let's check back over with uh with janelle as aubrey and the teens, as she's making her way through the water park, we have Barclay splits off I, to go to the the uh, the wave pool, which is a genius idea. Oh, I love yeah, it. Where, yeah. where they want to... Contain. Contain this monster. There it is. Thank oh, you. I thought we were going with discombobulate. Put him in that wave well, pool. Which too, way am yeah. I going? I don't know anymore. Contain and discombobulate <laughs> this monster. Yeah, I, I, I'm very into the idea of using the physics of the water against it. Yeah. That's very clever. Right. Because you would think, you know, especially the, like for a second, I was like, well, it could make a river stand still. But I'm like, but a river doesn't have something actively working against it necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a wave pool, it would. P.S. Didn't I know Brittany has been here. And did you ever go to the Kalahari Resort? I have never been there. I've seen pictures, but I have never been there. It's pretty dope. The wave pool there, I just remember the last year I ended up going for Colossal Con. The wave pool felt like bath water, and we were like, well, this blows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like, guess none of us are going in the wave pool this year, because that sucks. Uh, I guess we're just going to ride around on the lazy river and then right. go get drinks at the swim up bar. There you go. Hey, I, I love a, ra- a lazy river. I'm A lazy I'm river's down great. For those. those are quality. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Kirby's gonna or Kirby, I wish. Uh, Barclay's gonna go. <laughs> Barclay's gonna go check out. I almost said the lazy river. The wave pool. The wave pool. <laughs> he got sidetracked and it's just floating around the lazy. Like God, this is relaxing. He's like, I do love this. Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey, let's do this instead. Aubrey, grab a donut. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's gonna go check out the office. The office, yeah. Yeah. She passes the teens, which is another great moment. Because, and again, I think this, so many times in this episode, it speaks to them as uh, us getting insight on the characters and the boys genuinely having fun with the show. When Griffin only says in passing, like, some of the teens working there are looking at her kind of confused. 
and Travis takes that moment to interact with them as Aubrey. He yeah. didn't need to, but he mm-hmm. chose to. And we're all better off for it. Oh, my God. We are. Yeah. That was a good bit. <laughs> Very good. Especially the immediate response of, how dare you? <laughs> when they say Todd is a dick. <laughs> because it's so funny to imagine Aubrey, who does not actually know this person. Right. <laughs> like, how dare you? Well, and then even her getting into the locker when Griffin is describing what's in there and he says the the dirty magazines are in there and Trout goes, Todd. I was in my mind I'm like, that's literally Aubrey saying that out uh-huh. loud when she picks oh, it up like ah, definitely. This guy. <laughs> Good old dirty mags Todd. She just like laughs and shakes her head like that fucker. Classic Todd. <laughs> From what I know from Todd, this is not a surprise, she says. We've we've learned so much about Todd from his nudie magazines and his Pokemon cards. <laughs> that he keeps at work. What is happening with Todd? <laughs> and he's like 25, isn't he? Isn't that what Griffin said? Somewhere around that? I don't remember. He has a he's scraggly beard situation. <laughs> Listen, he's 25. There's nothing we can do about it. It's just going to happen. Pokemon cards and dirty mags. It's what you get when you turn 25. That was his. that's your birthday present. Everybody that gets a, that in a job at a water park. Standard twenty five. That's the twenty five year old starter kit. There we go. We're like a couple of degrees away from a Wes Anderson movie at this point. Now Wes Anderson directing an Adventure Zone movie would also be. He should direct would definitely. Be good, yeah. Duck one would be of Owen Wilson. It's it's got to be an anthology, so then we can get all these people in. Agreed. <laughs> Apparently we decided this is the gritty one. <laughs> well, it almost it almost is the gritty one because uh, Todd oh Todd catches Aubrey breaking into the locker, and Griffin is so concerned that that she's going to kill Todd, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious, but also totally fair. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not very many like subtle ways to do something with fire. <laughs> and it although, is Travis. Although Travis comes up with one. He does come up with one. Oh, yeah. The cell phones wouldn't work, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I was about to say, he could just use a cell phone. No, he can't. Good girl, Aubrey. Hold on. What's up? When Aubrey goes back to Barclay, and that's how it goes, yeah. I cannot believe they missed the chance to say it went swimmingly. Come <laughs> on. It was but Maybe they're, they're saving that for the Travis. finale. Travis. <laughs> oh. I thought we were sisters. Well, I d- <laughs> he had just tried to come up with that whole lie about the founder of the water park being, what was it, Horatio Horace oh Aurelius, something that like that? So so good. <laughs> and, the, and the ongoing theme of just the, the worst, the worst possible lies that people are coming up with. Right. That's the overarching theme so far of Amnesty. None of these people are good at lying. <laughs> Usually because the lies are way too fucking extravagant. Speaking of which, hey, duck, what's up? Try to sell pigeon on this bullshit excuse of why you need to cut off service to the water park. The, es- the escalation from its firefighter training, which is, like, not great, but, like, no. maybe justifiable. Like maybe not at a water you. park. Yeah. What? Oh. But then to say that it was his hydrophobia, <laughs> and he- but he wants to fish. Uh, and not even, he doesn't really want to catch a fish. He just wants to be good at casting <laughs> a line. 
Jesus. You know, this, this whole, him, you we go. both want to talk about how good Justin is at this improv. <laughs> this completely ridiculous improv that just keeps going. And I keep thinking Griffin's going to stop him and he doesn't. And it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly, props to Doug for trying to lie, even though he's so god awful at it. Because obviously Justin says this is he wants to play a character who's not good at lying this time. Yeah. And I think to me that just speaks to what an honest person Duck actually is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just he's genuinely straightforward and calm and sweet. And so when he's put in the situation where he has to blatantly lie to somebody, damn it, he'll try. But it's not going to go well. Yeah, I wasn't completely sure if Justin was saying that that was a character choice because it was or because he had dug himself into a very deep hole with improv. (laughs) That is fair. But either way, I love both of them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So obviously this lie blows up in his face because he's very, it's very bad. It is a very bad (laughs) lie. Did he even roll for it to roll? He, he did, yeah. Okay. He rolled He rolled very badly. Yeah, he rolled badly. <laughs> and we all went for it because yes. who the hell's ready for the adventures of Duck and Pigeon? I, I am 100% ready. All I'm birds so everywhere cannot wait for the adventures of Duck and Pigeon. I'm excited I get to share that gif again. Please do. <laughs> the show has been greenlit. Nickelodeon has hired me. <laughs> this is the child version of the... There's the gritty reboot, and then there's the <laughs> kid-friendly version. I See, think it's all just an anthology, right? Each section, exactly. each each little offshoot has its own director, own mm-hmm. own theme. It's like that movie, The Animatrix. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. I was gonna say heavy metal, so yeah, Animatrix <laughs> is a better pull. <laughs> that's what Todd would pick. We'll stick with Animatrix, uh, and I think that's gonna do it for us for this week did we miss anything there's very a very minor thing that happened pretty early on when clint was going on about the ohio state university and being an ohio person who now currently lives in alaska but still gets excited when people talk about ohio even though i'm not an ohio Mm -hmm. state stan (laughs) when travis says ohio university i was like "Eh, that's a different college altogether you can't even Put those two, like, hold, hold. Ohio has so many colleges. It's insane. And I noticed that comedians often will say, I went to a little school in Ohio. And I was like, I wonder if they really did or they just know there's, like, a million little schools in Ohio, possibly (laughs) most per capita, that they can Mm. get away with it. But I just wanted to say... Ohio University, That's a different one. incredibly different from the Ohio State University. So, Travis, do your research. Your father does. Come on, step well, it up. I figured, no, so here, I'm going to, Travis, stand here for a second. <laughs> I'm going to say, I actually appreciated that he said the wrong university because I was like, because that to me just said that honestly, Clint is probably maybe a fan of OSU Uh in that case and Trav doesn't give a shit so that's why Travis was like I don't fucking care he said Ohio he said university he doesn't know that that's a different the only reason you and I know that those are two different schools is because we grew up in Columbus, Ohio oh absolutely or at least spent a majority of time there spent a good chunk of time there and had to deal with the Ohio State University being (laughs) insufferable (laughs) Bernie going hard (laughs) sorry if you're a fan (laughs) that was it that was my only add on okay I, I only I have one question, which is that I have never worked in an office. Is same circus different clowns an actual <laughs> saying, or did they make this up? Is this a McElroyism? That is an actual I, saying. Yeah, I, I have. Heard I that. had okay. never heard it in my in the like the one agency I've worked in, 
But yes, I have heard that phrase before. I would say for sure, no one's ever said it to me. <laughs> right. I have or out loud it ever. As but I've I heard move it. from different places, or like, yeah, you think you're going to a better situation, it's like gonna oh, change. No. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I, I had only I had only heard not my circus, not my monkeys before. So <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> it's some I, I'm not sure I have it quite I'm paraphrasing quite right because I think it's originally a, a Russian idiom but oh. yeah there's a thing about it not being I would your monkeys guess, like it's familiar enough that I don't think they would have made it up but they could have pulled it from something like that people also love messing up idioms so there's that too <laughs> true and it's adorable when Barclay does it because oh, he's still learning I hope <laughs> I hope he continues with that please please and thank you all right, then. So now it's time for poll results. Woo-hoo. Last two weeks ago, we asked you which of these enchanted items, the ones that Heathcliff had, would you want most? And the winner was a nice supportive whip. Aw. Sounds like a good idea to me. So that had 41% of the votes. As always, thank you for playing along with us and voting in our polls. We have a new one for you, of course. This week, we want to know who you'd choose to direct an amnesty film. And we will have that up over on Twitter, at Romancing Zone. We'll check you in two weeks. Till then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Romancing the Zone.